I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Hi, and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and we are in a series right now called The Top 10 Spiritual Laws as Determined by Our Listeners Over the Last 16 Years. I've already recorded the ones that would be my top spiritual laws, including some foundational material, what I call the greatest principle, which is, to me, kind of the one spiritual law that is the foundation of all of them. So if you want to get caught up, so to speak, that's a good place to start. What we're talking about today is entitled Mercy versus Grace. Mercy versus Grace. Uh, I've been working for over 30 years with people, coaching, counseling, etc. And um, I would say... Probably the number one thing that everybody wants more than anything else in their life is to feel like they are good. Like they are a good person. Okay? I'm not sure I've ever counseled with anyone who wanted to feel bad about themselves. No. In fact, that may be why they're coming to see me because they do and that hurts so much and they got to get away from that. Everyone wants to feel like they are good, like they are a good person. Um, so, we're going to explore that and see um, um, how this issue can be the difference maker and whether you experience positive thoughts, emotions, feelings, <clears throat> beliefs, actions, and behaviors, or negative ones. It can change everything in a week. And I've seen it many, many times. And it kind of did that in my life. Okay. So I would typically, if you typically a person feels good about themselves, they feel like they are a good person if they have been loved well growing up. If they have not been loved well, if they have been dealt harshly with a lot, yelled at a lot, anger, um, unkindness, constant criticism, um, then they probably don't feel like they're a good person. Uh, studies tell us that kids growing up need about 10 positives to every negative in order to feel good about themselves once they grow up and that what kids typically get is 10 to 20 negatives to every one positive. So you see the, um, the problem. Uh, studies say that about 25% uh, of all adults have either been physically or emotionally abused in their growing up years to some extent. I was. My wife was. Uh, s most of the people that come talk to me were. So, uh, am I good? Largely determined by have I been loved or the opposite of love, fear, anger, discouragement, criticism, etc. 
all right? Um, here's kind of how I see it. Mercy is withholding punishment. Grace is declaring not guilty even though you are guilty. And here's, let me give you a, a story. This is not original with me. Let me give you a story to illustrate this. Let's say there's a uh, judge uh, who's up on his uh, uh, platform, you know, behind the big wooden desk with his black robe and gavel. And a young lady comes in who's been uh, caught speeding. And they have her on radar. Uh, there's no doubt she was speeding. If the judge asks her, she will say, I was speeding. Okay? Uh, and the judge hits his gavel and declares her not guilty. Oh, I, I'm sorry. He declares her uh, guilty. Sorry about that. He, he declares her guilty, but with no punishment. Okay? Says, uh, First warning, I don't know. But guilty, no punishment. That's mercy. Then another lady comes in who's been found uh, speeding, and there's no doubt that she's been speeding as well. The judge hits his gavel, says guilty, like he did the first young lady. But then he stands up, takes off his black robe, folds it up, puts it on the chair, walks around to where the young lady is, pulls his wallet out, takes out a $100 bill, pays her speeding fine, gives her a hug and a kiss on the forehead, and says, I love you, honey. It's his daughter. That's grace. Okay? Um, except for the declaring guilty. And in that, in that instance... Maybe that's what the judge would have done. He would have declared her not guilty, walked around, and paid her fine. I don't know. But the problem with grace, as you probably already now see, is one word, justice. Okay? Free grace that isn't paid for violates justice. And you can't do that. That is just a part of who we are as human beings. Um, every civilization we have ever discovered, and I heard we uh, found another one about two or three years ago, somewhere deep in the Amazon rainforest that apparently was extremely primitive, still used sticks and, uh, you know, sticks and bows and arrows and hunted and painted their faces and bodies and everything. And as far as they could tell hadn't had any contact with civilization and was basically living almost like caveman type um, of an existence. But every civilization we've ever discovered had two common things. They worshipped something, uh, the sun, a rock, somebody in the tribe, uh, maybe God, okay? They worshipped something. And number two, they had a system of justice. Uh, I think they even discovered a tribe of cannibals once. But they had a very extensive system of justice. I mean, you do this and this is the punishment. You do that and that's the punishment, okay? Think about it. If we were all on a, on a plane together that crashed and we were uh, deserted on this uh, desert island, kind of like Gilligan's Island or something, 
right after making sure everyone is safe and, and if somebody needs medical attention, they get it or whatever, right after doing that, we would probably set up a system of justice. Okay? Everybody gets one bottle of water a day. Nobody gets more than that because we'll run out in X number of days. And so everybody gets one and only one bottle of water a day. What happens if they catch someone getting a second bottle? Well, then the group will do justice. They will decide what, what, maybe it's, hey, just do not ever do that again. Or maybe it's, uh, we're going to stick you in a cave with two men to guard you because water's our most precious commodity and we don't trust you not to take any more. But the group will take some kind of action related to justice. Okay? So the justice can't be free. It always has to be paid for. And that's that's uh, where you might say the rub comes in. And um, it's interesting to me that like left brain is kind of justice. One plus one equals two rules. And if you break the rules, here's what happens. Right brain is kind of grace, out of the box. I believe the right brain uh, physically is very connected to the spiritual and our, well, our spirit where the left brain, probably not so much, okay? Um, But someone has to pay. It it was fascinating to me a few years ago, um, Andrew Newberg, a neurosurgeon, and several of his neurosurgeon uh, colleagues did a, uh, a study to find out what is the most destructive and healthy thing for the human brain. They weren't promoting church or anything like that. They were looking at science for what's healthy or healing for the brain. And what they found was fascinating to me, that the most healthy healing thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Now, a distant second was exercise. Okay? So it's very difficult for me, at least, to think that um, if that's the most healthy healing thing for my brain, which is the most critical part of my body and mind, that that's an accident. Or that, um, uh, because what that would make it is that the healthiest thing is to believe a lie. If there is no God, and the most healing thing for my brain is to believe in God and pray, then that means the, he- the most healthy healing thing to my brain is a lie. Well, that can't be true because a stress test is essentially a lie detector test. So that's the opposite of health for my brain. So that wouldn't work. Believing a lie wouldn't, ma- wouldn't work. It'd make it worse. Okay? Well, what it comes down to is we can live by one of two systems of law. Um, One system of law is natural law, which is uh, cause-effect. You reap what you sow. Karma, the law of attraction. Newton's three laws of motion. For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. That's natural law. You do good, you get good. You do bad, you get bad. All right? And that's the law most most parents raise their kids in. 
Okay, in order to teach them, don't put your hand on the hot eye. Don't drink a whole. Don't eat a whole pound of M and M's at once. You know, um, don't ever steal anything. Say yes, sir. No, ma'am. Okay, and if the kid messes up, typically there's a consequence. Okay, you don't get dessert tonight with. Uh, uh, supper, or you don't get to uh, do screens tonight, or whatever. Uh, some people still spank. I grew up being spanked, uh, hoping I do not do that or endorse that. But usually there's some kind of consequence. That's natural law. That's, that's the judge saying, guilty, and pay your $100 fine. Okay? Or, or, guilty, and I'm going to suspend the fine because it's your first offense. That's natural law too, all right? What the judge can't do is just suspend it arbitrarily because then this person feels offended. Well, he, he suspended it for them. Didn't They didn't have to pay the $100, but he didn't suspend it for me. I did. So the justice has to be fair and it has to be paid for or it will mess up natural law. Okay, so you can live by that, and, and that's how I grew up. And typically in natural law, you believe it, it, where we started to determine am I good, am I a good person, it's usually based on how many good things do you do versus how many bad things you do. And usually there's a ratio, and it's different for every person. Mine was 90%. If I did 90% good to 10% bad, I would consider myself a good person. Sorry about my dog. I never got to 90%. It was always less than that, usually way less than that. So I grew up believing I was a bad person, not a good person. Maybe you can relate to that, all right? But the other law is the law of love and grace. And in this law, if I do bad, if I do good, I get good, just like natural law. But over here in this law, if I do bad, I still get good at least long term. And that's grace. That's the judge walking around paying the fine himself for that other person. If you want to... Uh, do a more extreme example, someone's about to be executed for some crime they committed and someone else comes forward, their friend or, or someone important and says, I will die in their place. Okay, that's grace. But the grace can't be free, it has to be paid for. Now, if you don't believe in God, then the person who has to pay for it is whoever the person offended was. In other words, they stole from me, but I'm not going to, um, I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to choose to forgive them, even though they stole from me. And to me, you know you've forgiven someone when you can say, I accept them 100% as a person with, unconditionally. I accept them 100% unconditionally as a person. When you can say that, you can know pretty well you have forgiven. Alright? If you don't believe in God, that's the only way I know of 
to get grace even if you're trying to live over here because the grace is paid for to an extent. It's paid for by the person who was wronged or offended and the only way that person can do that is to say basically, yeah, what they did to me was not right, was not fair. I maybe even have um, legal recourse, but I choose love for them, dot, 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 anyway. Because I'm living over here in the spiritual law, okay? But if you are a child of God, if you are a believer, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then that bad has already been paid for. So if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I still get good long term. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, which is love, very specifically stated. Okay, so if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you are right with God, then you can simply choose to start living under spiritual law. Where if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I still get good because that's been paid for by the judge. The judge paid for that for me. Okay. The difference in that and the judge we started with in the example is God hits the gavel and declares me not guilty even though I did it. Why? Because that was paid for by Jesus 2,000 years ago, which means the sin does not belong to me. It belongs to who paid for it. So it belongs to Jesus, not to me, and it does not have to be paid for twice. When you go in the hardware store and pay for a hammer and then you say, oh, oh, I've, I've, somebody just called. I've got to go somewhere. I'll be back to pick up that hammer, okay? Well, when they come back three hours later the next day and show the receipt, I came to pick up my hammer that I paid for, It doesn't. the guy behind the desk doesn't say, oh, no, you left. So now you've got to pay for it again. No, of course not. Yeah, you paid for it. It only has to be paid for for once. Okay, So you can choose to live in spiritual law, which means you don't have to feel guilt, shame, and all of that other stuff when you mess up. What you can feel now instead is gratitude and thankfulness because Yes, I was guilty and I deserved punishment, but it was paid for by God and now I get good even when I do bad. Okay? So whether you grew up in a um, natural law situation or spiritual law situation, as an adult, you can choose spiritual law, which is grace rather than natural law, which is at best mercy. The secret to being able to do this, in my experience, is humility. People who 
think of themselves as very superior have great difficulty doing it. People who think of themselves as very inferior have great difficulty doing it. I don't deserve grace, okay? Everyone deserves grace. You believe that because you were not loved well. You had a lot of fear, anger, low self-worth programming, but that programming is not you. It's in you, but it's not you. It's in you the way a computer virus is in a computer or a splinter is in your finger. But according to God, it's not you. Humility, on the other hand, is simply believing the truth about yourself. I'm not any better than anybody else. I'm not any worse, but I was perfectly made by God and he does love me um, uh, completely and has paid the price for me. Okay? Um, so, yeah, I'm going to accept. That's not based on any work of mine. It's based on accepting his gift of love. All right? So I accept. And I'm going to live over here where I get good no matter what because all my bad has already been paid for. But most adults and in most believers that I've worked with, even though they may quote scriptures about the spiritual law and grace, they really are living in law and full of negative habits and addictions and don't feel good about themselves a lot of the time and believe a lot of lies about themselves. And Well, yeah, it, it, it's, it's from our upbringing, and uh, there's a passage in Genesis about the heart. It says man, man's heart is inclined toward evil from his youth. Now, maybe some of that's our upbringing. Some of it's just natural. But anyway, no matter where that is, from thinking of myself as a 100% good person to a 100% bad person, and for most of us, it's, it's in the middle there somewhere, starting now, you can choose to live in grace, where you get good no matter what, and the rule is love, instead of only good when you do good, occasionally maybe you'll get mercy and not punish bad, but in some cases getting bad because you do bad, all right? Yeah, you can simply choose to live here. God said, I've set before you life and death, choose life. And in Galatians, Paul reprimanded, rep, reprimanded them and said, Who has bewitched you into believing another law? And the law they were believing was the old law. You have to do all these rules and regulations or you're lost. You're not saved. And with grace, that was all gone. Okay, so um, anyway, um, that is my hope and prayer for you is that you start choosing to live in spiritual law, in grace, which requires love, rather than justice, mercy, and, um, and law. You do good, you do good. You do, you do bad, you get bad. All right? Um, all that's required to live here is love. And, and to me, it's basically this. No matter who offends me or whether I do the wrong thing myself or wake up on the wrong side of the bed, don't feel good. I mean, the circumstance doesn't matter. This is what applies. 
I choose love dot, 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 anyway. That's it. If I can commit to that, then I can live over here in grace rather than law, judgment, and mercy. And the difference in those two, to me, is feeling good about yourself and feeling like you're a good person or feeling bad about yourself and feeling like you're not such a good person, which leads to illness, uh, negative emotions and thoughts, habits, addictions, everything you can aim. So please start today choosing to live in grace rather than just hoping every once in a while for mercy and feel good about yourself and believe the truth that you are inherently a good person. It'll change everything in your life. Have a wonderful blessed day.